What's your favorite scary movie? time the podcast where 220 something lgbts talk the horror movie of the week real life crime or events and if it's worthy of being an honorary gay film and yes the titles are puns i'm l i'm kate hello everyone hi welcome back so this this month even though it's april we're going back to school <laughs> how about like back from spring break back to school how about that um, there so we're go. doing 1998's The Faculty. <laughs> so this is quite the collaboration, quite the cast. It's written by Kevin Williamson of, of Scream fame. This is fresh off of Scream and directed by Robert Rodriguez. Um, so these are both people that like, you know, a couple years before had proven their hand in horror collaborating. And then this cast, L, I knew, I could tell, I didn't know... Because you picked this. It must have just been on, on our list or something. You picked yeah. this. And then when you were watching it, I could tell you hadn't seen it before because, like, every two minutes there was, like, a new, oh, is this person's in this? What? Is that Usher? And I was like, yeah. This, this cast is stacked. Like, not just, like, all the teens. <laughs> all the teens in it. Like, like Elijah Wood was a child actor, so he had already been working a while. But for most of these, these were, like, some of their first movies before stardom. And then, like, the actual, the faculty, all the adults, are that's also a stacked cast. Like, you have, just to, here, like, Selma Hayek, Famke Jansen, Piper Laurie, Babe Newworth, Robert Patrick. My, my roommate walked in at one point and was like, is that Robert Patrick? And I'm just like, <laughs> I love that that's the takeaway, please. Um, is that John Stewart? Yeah, John yeah. Stewart with a, with a needle in his eyeball. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. So let's get right into it. So um, this is like, I would pitch it as like a, a teenage version of Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which they, they heavily like reference like that. I always find it interesting when like the thing that it's an homage to or that, that they're referencing like exists in that. It's like, oh, well, this is like this. like <laughs> And that's very Kevin Williamson too, to like be self-aware of the genre mm-hmm. that you're in and also like use it to your advantage. Uh, but it's, like, slightly different enough. Like, there's no pods. It's more, it's like, um, they call it, like, a parasite. It's like an alien parasite that, that takes over. Um, so it takes, it starts by, it's in this small town in Texas. A very, football town. Very, like, the, one of the issues that the other faculty has is that all the money spent towards sports. There's a joke about <laughs> the drama club using the <laughs> leftover set of Our Town for a production, which is, the joke is that there is no set in our town (laughs) i'm like here's my future as a drama teacher um so it starts by taking over all the faculty and then they start going for the students by like bringing them in for ear exams and it's really just to take over their bodies or whatever you would call it and a group group of teens all from different sides of different flavors of life in high school and social hierarchy or whatever you'd call it end up banding together to try and save their school and save their town. Um, so what are, so as, as a first time watch, like it's, I love when we have different experiences cause this is, this was definitely like a gateway thing for me of horror. Like I, 
I forgot that it was rated R because I was like, I watched this pretty young. <laughs> I, I like, I loved it. Um, but as a first time watch in the year 2021, what are your first thoughts and feelings for it? Ah, uh, I loved it. I had such a good time with it. Um, very 90s, which I yeah. loved because uh, it was shot in 1998. Yeah, um, it starts out with an Offspring song. You're like, okay, I see where we are. Okay. <laughs> And um, it's, I I think, I'm not sure if it was on purpose or not, but the playing of, like, the stereotype high school tropes with all of the uh, characters, like, even mentioned um, by uh, Jordana Brewster's character, Delilah, she's like, Head Sheeler has to be dating the quarterback of the football team who was uh, Stan, uh, played by Sean Hitozzi, and... I don't just, <laughs> it's like it's very self-aware but at the same yeah. time it's like kind of playing into it yeah um and i just loved how they all were like they all started off you know like this kid's crazy when casey uh casey and delilah uh see the they think it's a murder mm. of uh the nurse who's selma hayek um but it's actually her getting uh invaded and so casey's like oh shit Something's happened to her when he realizes, no, she wasn't murdered, but she is different now. Uh, but everybody else that he tries to talk to is like, oh, this kid's crazy. Like, there's nobody who's instantly like, oh, yeah. Uh, even for it. Um, and then slowly, it's like, they start getting on his side when the evidence starts popping up. Yeah. Uh, my favorite line in that happened, it was probably the one that uh, Stokely said. She's like, isn't this the time where someone says, let's get the fuck out of here? <laughs> <laughs> um... It's just a lot of fun. I loved the uh, characters. I didn't really, like, have any that I didn't particularly, like, I was like, oh, like, every time they showed up on screen, I liked all of them. Loved Zeke. Uh, he's great. Mm -hmm. Don't know what the fuck's going on between him and Miss Verk, but... Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like, uh, are, are we supposed to think this is okay because he's, like, a repeat senior or something? Like, age-wise? It's still just, like, no, no thank you. Oh, thank you. Um, we, yeah, we love Zeke. We're, we'll talk about formative. <laughs> 1998 Josh Hartnett in horror movies is formative for Kate here. <laughs> Between this and <laughs> Halloween H2O. I'll tell you what. Um, I want that car, first of all. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that scene you mentioned or referenced, um, kind of the catalyst of them all ending up having to work together is because, like, a couple of them come up into the classroom just to, like, start making fun of them. Like, oh, you think everyone's an alien? <laughs> and then their teacher, John Stewart, attacks them. He's like, and I'm gonna murder Like, I need the... We talk, we throw around the word iconic, but Josh Hartnett, Zeke, or whatever, using that, whatever you'd call it, the, the slicer. Oh, the paper cutter? The paper cutter as a yes. weapon. Oh, my God, I think about that all the time. <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> like, too. whenever I see one of those, I think about the faculty. Like, that's powerful. <laughs> yeah, he just broke that bitch off, and he was, like, about to, like, cleave the teacher. Oh, she was ready. <laughs> <laughs> what a man. Oh, it was so good. And, like, so, like, in this, what, um, the way that they try to, they find out a, a method of finding out who is invaded or not. It involves, like, jo Zeke, should we use character names? I'm sorry, Zeke makes these, like, <laughs> drugs that's basically just caffeine pills crushed up and put inside a needle <laughs> or, like, a sniffer thing. 
And yeah. they can identify the invaded because they're parasites that need water. And I guess it, like, dehydrates them. It's they're like... I, mm-hmm. I, I think it's kind of cool that they came up with, like, a scientific explanation. And so then because of that, we talked about kind of references before. It's not just Invasion of the Body Snatchers, but... Elle, you mentioned, like, The Breakfast Club, how it's different, like, social statuses and everything banding together. And also, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> I like to joke that the, th- the thing ripped off the faculty, but this is very clearly a reference to that <laughs> scene in The Thing with the blood testing. Like, that's straight out of that, that, where they're all in the garage and have to all sniff the caffeine pills to see <laughs> who's, if anyone's invaded or not. Um, and they're all just high as hell. Yeah. The entire time. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah, it's it's fun. I, I feel bad. R.I.P. the the mouse. That that's I remember yeah. that fucking me up as a kid. <laughs> it's like, can you find an animal that's not your pet to do this test on? I guess it's end of the world stuff, so you just gotta They didn't show it on screen, which was nice. No. Um yeah, yeah. So I didn't have to worry about that. But yeah, no, yeah. Poor poor mouse. Um <laughs> it's, and, it, and also the way that it the parasite affects the um, people that it goes into, like when uh, Delilah was infected, she like she had to wear her glasses because contacts can dry your eyes out, <gasps> and that's that... what she'd been wearing. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't even think of that. I thought it's supposed to like like get like tear down like these walls that you've built up so like your true Aww. self emerges of who you are and that's why like she's wearing more like less I guess uh, for lack of a better word preppy clothes and she's more like just like more like you know sweaters and stuff like that after she becomes infected but no yeah I didn't catch the contact <gasps> thing but I don't know like the contact's eyes drying out yes I love <laughs> that you're you're so much smarter than me I thought that she was just really bad at disguises because that was her explanation for it <laughs> she's like I am I'm low-key I'm undercover I'm like you are wearing glasses you are still Jordana Brewster <laughs> ma'am but I love that that's oh that's so interesting yes <laughs> and even uh what uh Piper Laurie's character uh Olsen, like, before in, in the beginning, like, her hair is tied back. She kind of looks like they made her to look older. Mm-hmm. And then she comes in the next day, and she, like, looks more glamorous. And then, you know, uh, Robert Patrick's character is like, you look very pretty today. Mm-hmm. Uh, after they had gotten the the principal um, infected with the parasite. So that was, that's also kind of cool just to see the, the changes that they go through. Mm-hmm. Like, physically as well as, like, because this makes you an emotionless kind of person that doesn't have fears or pain. And, um, it just, but that does take away their humanity a bit. Yeah. Like, I, I do wonder if this is something that The World's End was inspired by. Because I hadn't seen this in a while, and... Have you seen that? Do you know what I'm talking about? That's yeah. Like, no, yeah. That's I was just robots thinking, instead like, of parasites, but that's, their explanation yeah. is also that of, like, oh, well, once we strip her away... We make you your best self when you're not human anymore. And it's like, well, that, well, that's, we'd rather be human, no. I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, although that, that movie ends much differently. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. But, oh. Very differently. Also just more references or whatever. But, um, Piper Laurie was in Carrie. That's a big, another like horror homage. Hey. <laughs> Meanwhile, Babe Newworth, Broadway star slash, uh, Lilith from Cheers and Frasier. I had, had, had to point that one out for, for my homies that love Frasier. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. 
Oh, uh, and we got to give up for Laura Harris being a great, um, as, as always, we have spoilers in, in this. Oh, yeah. Um, but she's such a good antagonist without, like, immediate, like, she just kind of stays, her personality doesn't really change when it's revealed that she is the antagonist. Um, but I just love that every time she introduces herself, she's like, I'm Mary Beth Louise Hutchinson from Atlanta. <laughs> from Atlanta. Did you, so did you see that coming at all? Or were you trying to guess, like, who the, um, host was or... I kind of suspected her a little bit because she kind of showed up when everything started happening, but I mm-hmm. was kind of like, hmm, I don't know, like, everyone's kind of suspect <laughs> until it got towards mm-hmm. the end, and then I was kind of just like, okay, something's up with her. So, it wasn't too much of a stretch, but yeah, I was like, I don't think it's any of the other kids, really. Yeah, it, it's Oh, also- to- Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot Usher's in this film. It was his it was his <laughs> debut. He sure is. He doesn't do much. <laughs> I was like, is that Usher? I was just just the every other minute I was texting Kate and like that Beyonce meme voice. So I was like, Usher? <laughs> just the entire time. And he uh, plays some football and that's about it. Yeah. He doesn't do much. Um Oh, I did a shot I liked in the movie that I uh, probably didn't mention, uh, where Stan goes to the football field when it's, like, raining, and, um, I can't remember why he went outside, but he went out and he had, like, one of the, the vials, mm-hmm. and then the coach is standing there, and, and, like, the lightning flashes, and you can see, like, the parasite, and, mm-hmm. like, his skull underneath his skin, and, like, these tendrils that are supposed to be coming out, um, I don't know. I thought that was a really cool shot. It's very 90 CGI. I will definitely put that there. It's still gross, but the effects are, like... That's why... Yeah. That's why it's so, like, nice to see. At the end, they kind of use, like, a big prosthetic or animatronic. Like, once the monster goes full, gross monster, big (laughs) You know, I'm so eloquent. Yeah. Big monster! Like, they actually <laughs> use, like, an actual physical thing for that. So, it look, I'm like, see, this looks better. Like, not to be old man yells at Cloud, but your CGI looks like <laughs> shit, and this actual physical thing that you use still looks gnarly. Hmm. Yes. Makes you think. <laughs> I don't know. Big shout-out to the thing with uh, Miss Burke's head slithering across uh-huh. the parking lot towards her body. Mm-hmm. That also looks that terrible. That was <laughs> such 90s CGI. Oh, my God. I would love to see what it would look like if they could go back and, like, remaster it and try to update the graphics of it at all. No, no, no. Uh, we got to keep it like technology. it is. No, this, that's, that's special I was about, to about say, it. But, but I was, yeah, I was about to say, but I love the 90s CGI about it because that's just, I love the time period of it. And I just want to keep that because it's, it's so, so good to us. <laughs> we have to keep the 90s CGI. And it's, like, late, it's late 90s, too. Like, I feel like this belongs in the era of late 90s, early 2000s horror. Because that's mm-hmm. kind of the same bag, I think. Where, like, Dark Castle comes into the mix and stuff. Like, this feels like that same era. And Halloween H2O, which I mentioned, which has a CGI mask for some reason. <laughs> Interesting. I'm not kidding, but... <laughs> <laughs> that's so weird. Um... No, the teachers are, like, okay, even before, um, the parasites happen, like, these teachers are obviously not very good teachers, especially the coach. (laughs) He's just so fucking terrible. Yeah. Uh, so, I decided, uh, because originally we were going to do, just talk about, like, the references and stuff that they used in the film, but I decided, 
uh, we decided that we're just going to uh, find shitty teacher stories because there's nothing better than talking about the worst people that have ever been your <laughs> teachers in your life. Yeah. So, and not only that, but, like, I, I kind of, like, suggested that because, like, even though this is about, like, aliens and shit that has not happened, at least to us, like, there's a vul- vulnerability at, that you experience as a, te- a kid or a teenager at school where it, if you have shitty teachers and people in charge of you that don't have your best best interest at heart, human or alien, but the, in this, like, you see, like, the reason it's able to spread so quickly is because they're doing it to the students and the parents don't believe the ones that have actually witnessed it. Um, mm-hmm. So I just thought that that was worth, like, noting or exploring. But I'm sure... I don't know how terrible these stories are, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody wrote, I had an English teacher tell some kid in our class, and we were in our mid-teens, look, we all know your parents died this year, but that's <gasps> no excuse for your attitude. <laughs> he was simply talking in class. <laughs> no. Everybody was mortified. Oh, that's a terrible teacher right there. Uh, somebody said, I was running late with an essay that counted for one-third of the final grade for my senior year. Teacher told me to hand in what I had, which is a very rough draft, so she could check. She tore it up and put it in the bin because it was messy. Uh, (laughs) driver's ed teacher put his hand on my knee while I was driving. I accidentally swerved into a curve in the rain and it slid him across the seat into the door. Um, oh, here's the good one. Which I mean good, but terrible. Uh, teacher refused to believe I had epilepsy. She claimed that I was just lazy and didn't pay attention in school. Absent seizures were just an excuse in her ears. Doctor's note did not help, and neither did a major convulsive seizure on the school steps. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I was a very anxious eight-year-old in a new school. Oh, eight-year-old. That's, that's always, like, the worst time is when you're really, really, really little. Mm-hmm. Um, having a panic attack because I'd stuck my worksheet in the wrong book and teacher said if I didn't stop crying, she'd pull down my pants in front of all the boys. Such a weird threat and similar to where my anxiety all began. And so he ran home. Uh, here we go. And my, each year, my English teacher in year 12 told me I would never make it through uni with my writing style. I got into a bridging course, and the first essay I wrote got a distinction. Since finishing high school, I've completed a bachelor or two grad certificates and finished a master's. Uh, a teacher in high school would grade our work, but put it in grades that aren't what's written on the test assignments because she said, I give students the grades I think they deserve. I was a straight-A student, but she put my grades in as low Cs and mostly Ds, and my grade for the semester would have been a 65, but I saved all the work she handed back to she, that she gave back, printed a screenshot of the grade book, and went to the principal. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, God. Uh, One time there was a dude in choir who was sexually harassing me and had previously harassed and stalked every other girl in the choir. I attempted to tell my director, but he just said, you know, this just happens with beautiful young women like you. Oh, kill him! (laughs) Kill him! Oh, God. This is not safe for work as fuck. My gym teacher got caught watching porn in the locker room and has taken pictures of girls changing, but they didn't fire him because they couldn't afford a replacement. Oh, my God. I want to die. Ah! Goodness. I I hate it. This this makes me... Like, for those who don't know, I work at a school now, and I'm... I'm just like, if any of you touch these kids, I will, like, flip. Like, like we had to take a training course about, like, 
like abuse and like sexual harassment and stuff and i'm just like going through these tutorials and i'm just like if i'm it is on site if i see anything like you have no idea i'm gonna protect these kids (laughs) like i just can't believe that anyone would become a teacher and not have these kids best interests at heart i don't care how shitty they are they're still kids Anyway, sorry for that tension, oh. but oh, it makes me mad. I got one last one. Okay, that's pretty go off. Bad. Uh, this this woman posted. I had a male PE teacher who would mm. write down slash track whenever somebody didn't participate in swimming because they had their period. If you used the same excuse within a month, you'd get an after school detention because teenagers definitely have regular periods all the time. Ugh. Men. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Good lord. Well, thankfully, I never had any really terrible teachers, except for the writing professor in my freaking freshman year of college. He knows who he is. He never explained how to make my papers better, and he failed me, so I had to take an online course so I could graduate in my senior year of college. And he is the worst teacher ever, and I wish I could have gotten him fired, because he really was pretty bad. (laughs) Um, But I don't think he works there anymore anyways, so... I kind of win in that aspect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess we can segue into it because Clea Duvall is in this film and she's gay as shit. So, is this film gay as shit? <laughs> okay. It's so funny because it's like yes and no. Because, like, well, the, the obvious starting point is that Kev- Kevin Williamson, the writer, is gay, but. Mm. And, and also, you mentioned Clea Duvall. So here, let's let's start off with that. Like, I feel like I, I just want to, like I think every student, every of the main characters, although all the kid kids in this are gay. But let me let me explain. <laughs> but let's start off with Clea Duvall as a starting point. And like, first off, I didn't maybe okay. Oh, I'm going on like I have like three different things I need to say, all forming the same <laughs> thought. So I need to first start off by saying that I think that like a part of, like, young, like, teenage me was, like, scared of Claire Duvall because of how much I was, like, this is me and I don't want to admit that kind of thing. And also that I'm attracted to her mm-hmm. and don't want to admit that. Like, et cetera, et cetera. But, so, I didn't even remember, like, because I, I rewatched this, like, a couple years ago for the first time in a long-ass time, like, revisiting. Didn't even remember the whole thing about her, like, pretending to be a lesbian. And it's like, let's unpack that. So, like, that's so fucking stupid, first of all. Like, the notion of pretending to be a lesbian so that people will leave you alone what that's like the opposite i feel like I, like i'm trying to wrap my head around that notion what i think is and what i what makes more sense is that she's just using that as a defense mechanism of itself rather than admitting her own sexuality to herself yet do you know what i mean yeah like very yeah. like people are clocking her immediately like they know and she's like no 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 i'm just I just say that so people will leave me alone. That kind of thing. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And then oh, she bonds over the one man by liking sports. It's like, okay. 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 Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just like, okay. So let's move. Let's just go like beat by beat. So who, who's the jock's name? It's the guy from In-N-Out. The jock. The um. <laughs> oh, Stan? Stan, yeah. So Stan, yeah. all of these people are like you mentioned, like fulfilling like roles like in like high school society or whatever that they don't always feel like they fit into we mentioned that with delilah too how she like acknowledges that there's like 
rules that they should be following even if that's not even what they want. Like, she very clearly has no interest in her boyfriend and is dating him because that's the way it's apparently sp- supposed to be. Like, every time he tries to kiss her, she's like, I'm not about that. And I'm just like, okay, so let's <laughs> unpack that first of all, too. <laughs> and she keeps bullying the out so supposed lesbian. Um, like, not to... <laughs> yeah, so, so there's that. There's that. There's that. There's... And so, and Stan, meanwhile, is just like, what if I just, like, don't want to do football? No. No. Like, you can't be. <laughs> um, so let's, moving on. Okay. I get, the, the old, Z, okay, so Zeke is a butch lesbian is what I, what I was trying to say. <laughs> yes! Um, like, we talk about formative. We talk about gender envy. But I cannot, once again, stress enough how much 1998 Josh Hartnett was formative for me. There's even more so than Clea Duvall, I guess. Like, maybe this was the safer choice. Because I just was not ready to acknowledge what Clea Duvall meant to me at this time. <laughs> I don't know. Formative feel, years. Feel free to chime in at any point, because all of these people are gay. Oh, God. Like, I also like the fact that, like... People are looking at, you know, the main characters are, they're immediately, like, they see Stokely, and they're like, boom, lesbian, and it's like, oh, you got gaydar, mm-hmm. too, I see, and that's, like, another point, too, these people are probably mm-hmm. LGBT. Mm-hmm. Um, no, yeah, and just the insults that Delilah and Stokely trade back and forth, I was like, yeah, this is very, very lesbian. <laughs> like, I feel like they hooked up, like, once, and then Delilah's like, well, I'm never acknowledging that again, and we'll instead just turn that around like <laughs> and try to be like as like means to like try to keep her away mm-hmm. uh defense defense quote mechanism yeah like all all of these are defense mechanisms because they're teenagers and don't know how to navigate these things yet mm. um and high school is so fucking brutal aliens are not <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah and it takes an alien invasion for these people to find a commonality in each other Exactly. Take that breakfast club. <laughs> Which oh oh so the other thing so the other thing I said that there was a negative there was a negative breakfast club parallel to this and you knew exactly what I was talking about because mm-hmm. because Claire Duvall they make her do a full on Ali Sheedy where they give her a boyfriend and they make her highlight her hair and put her in pink and I'm like fuck you guys fuck you guys yeah. <laughs> no uh-huh. the part where um. Oh, I'm forgetting everyone's name. Uh, Maybeth. The, the, the exchange of, like, are you a lesbian? No. Please be one. Please fly free. It's like, I'm like <laughs> me! <laughs> that sounds like something a straight ally would say to somebody oh, they exactly. know that is still classic. So I'm like, that's, that's why, why she's so the token funny. straight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny! <laughs> She been new. She been new. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, uh, I mean, yeah, what else is there to say about all that? So, okay, so yeah. The, the, we can all agree that the two, le- it, it's like a Shakespearean comedy, everyone gets married almost style of like pairing up these, these, boys and girls because no one can actually be gay in this movie like 
um, <laughs> because it's the 90s, um, even if your writer's gay, you can make a joke about someone being a lesbian, pre- uh, a straight, you can only be a straight woman pretending to be a lesbian, etc., etc. still have yep. to end up with a boy. Both of them, the, the uh, um, what's Elijah Wood's character's name in this? I'm just gonna- Oh, Casey? Casey! Like, him and Delilah, you're like, where the fuck did that come from? It, like, it all yeah. seems so forced. It's, it's- Very ham-fisted. Yeah, I'm just like, how dare you? That's why, that's why I'm saying, is this movie gay? Yes and no. Because, like, they are also yeah. very clearly gay, and yet you, you expect us to believe this ending, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> it's, and start hitting someone with a rolled-up newspaper. No, 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 no. How dare it, you? It, it almost reminds me of what uh, our good friend Sydney just watched Calamity Jane recently, and she was like, you can feel the Hayes Code on this. And I almost, <laughs> even though the Hayes Code did not exist in 1998, that's how I feel about that ending. <laughs> Anyways, we are in a queer horror revolution now, so. Bless. So jot that down. Jot that down. This movie was uh, for the buys, and I would—I wish I could have seen it when I was younger, because I've been like, ooh, formative also. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. God, this would have been so good. I know. So, something else I, want, I, th- I was kind of thinking about as we were talking about this, this isn't gay-related, but because I mentioned watching this as a kid a lot, and I'm wondering if even mm-hmm. though this was R-rated, it helped that, like, you experience the threats of, like, each of them getting infected one by one, but then they're all okay by the end, like, there's no loss. So maybe that's Mm -hmm. why I was okay with this. Like, I feel like even though it's rated R, this is a good gateway horror for, like, younger, younger teens or whatever. It doesn't feel like an R-rated movie. Right, exactly. Like, I was so surprised. (laughs) It's, like, the stabbing that probably does it. Like, there's a few slasher moments in the beginning with, like, the scissors and everything. But that's it. The rest is just, like, alien grossness. Yeah. Yeah. So. Not even graphic alien grossness. Yeah. I think the worst was like, and, and like usually I don't do good with eye horror. You know I'm really mm-hmm. bad with yeah. it. But even the pencil in the eye, it, would, it yeah. was nothing really. Oh, sorry. I guess because it was so quick. It's, it's when yeah. it's drawn out slow that yeah. I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> sorry, I definitely forgot to warn you about that. <laughs> no, you're fine. I looked up like the rate, the warnings and stuff, like the the parents' guides and shit. I always check that stuff out first, uh, just to be on the safe side in case. Uh, and also, does the dog die? As usual, good for mm. good for checking out the what's mouse gonna, does die. what may happen. A mouse does die, but it's off screen and it's really quick, so it's, it's for science. You can blink and you miss it. Yeah, <laughs> he died in the name of science. Rest, fly high, mouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we're trying to say show this to your kids, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Show this to your preteens who are interested in horror. Uh, that's definitely good. I think a good gateway for even younger children is the scary stories to tell in the dark because I read that when I was six years old. Mm. And that has definitely affected me because I still have some of the illustrations locked into my memory mm-hmm. of that time. <laughs> so yeah. this is a good, this is a, this says that's a good gateway for young children into the idea of horror. This is good for preteens going into like high school. Uh, horror for me honestly i would have thought this would have been like pg-13 or something like rated r i think there was like there was a couple fucks thrown around i guess that could have gotten the r rating too because you can only have one when it's pg-13 um so you gotta make it count but no yeah it's it's not really that gory of a movie at all um 
it's just it's it's a good i had a good time i had fun um god bless the casting agency who did I this because it's pat yourself <laughs> you did on a the good back, job whoever did the casting for this god bless yeah it's, it's, it's we love it it's a fun good collaboration uh and it was fun revisiting it uh maybe definitely I'm I'm sure it will be rediscovered in the zeitgeist now that it's on Paramount TV. So get ready, everyone. <laughs> yes. All right. So that's the faculty. Do you want to wind down or anything? Last words. Sure. Um. Yeah. It's it's hey it's Kevin Williamson. You can't go wrong when he's writing a horror stuff and. uh Robert Rodriguez did a good job filming, so I think it's definitely worth uh, seeing if you haven't already. So go check it out. Highly recommend, um, and you'll you'll have fun. Trust me. Yeah. So uh, you want I I can start if you'd like. Oh. Change it up for this time. Sorry, I just didn't know what which question you were saying sure to, so I was waiting. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I was saying sure to the wind down, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but and also the uh, last last closing remarks. That's all right. Um, so I have I've watched a, f a fair amount of movies uh, since we did our last episode. Um, I watched uh, I believe it's 1986's House. Yeah, 1986 okay. House, um, which was f which was fun. It was fun. I've just it was one of those movies where it's like it's on my list and I had nothing else to do so I just turned that on while I was doing something else and it was fun to watch um and then I saw this movie that was made in 2015 um which was a very strong political time uh called Savage Land that takes place in a town down in uh New Mexico I I believe it's like close to the, close to the border and it's sort of like a documentary slash found footage, but the found footage is only photographs uh, that the sole survivor of this town massacre took um, of what happened, because no one else knows what happened. Um, and it's really well done. I really like that it, um, the actor that, that played the survivor, I can't remember his name right now, um, but he was really good. Um, and just the the photos are kind of haunting. I'm <laughs> not even gonna lie. Um, some of them I, I still can just think of immediately, and it's it's kind of cre it's creepy because they're not all completely clear, uh, and you, you're not sure what's exactly going on in the background. But but a few of them, um, uh, it's it's creepy. It's on Prime, I believe, and I definitely recommend watching it. It's just it's a good time. And it's also, I think it's really well made. So, um, that one was a good one. Uh, and then I watched this movie that was made in 2010 called Frozen. Oh. Not the Disney movie. The, the other Frozen, yeah. I had a highlight. <laughs> the other one with the three people stuck on the, on the ski lift because yeah. the crew fucked up. Um, it was done by Adam Green, if that helps yeah. any. Um. Uh, it's, I thought it was gonna be, like, I don't know what I was expecting when I was going in, but it wasn't, like, how, like, realistic they were going for. Like, they had, like, the frostbite, like, one part, this girl, 
the girl on the ski lift has her hand like around the handrail and like she has to peel it off because it's so cold and like her skin comes off and stuff <gasps> with it and she's getting like frostbite on her cheeks and like they have to figure out a way down because they're stuck up there and it's supposed to be like a week stuck up there um because the people aren't coming back because it's like sunday and they're not coming back till like the following friday oh shit. uh so yeah um yeah it's kind of brutal honestly i wasn't expecting that but um i thought it was i thought it was a good watch you know because i always seen stuff for it on hulu so i was just like fuck it i'll watch it um Poor two boys. Gonna say that now. Those poor two boys. Um, isn't one of the and then I watched the farewell. Huh? I said, isn't one of the Ashmores in that? There's two Ashmore I twins. I can't. Think so. Don't uh, worry yeah, about Sean it. Ashmore. There we go. All yeah, right. the farewell. Sean Sorry. <laughs> That's fair. more important. <laughs> uh, yes, I watched the farewell and it was so good. Yeah. It was so good. Please watch it. I won't even really talk about it much. It's just so good. Just please watch it if you haven't. It's also on Prime. Um, I watched this really cute kind of cartoon. Uh, not really cartoon. It's a movie from Studio Ghibli um, that's not actually done in the art style of Studio Ghibli. Um, it's called the My Neighbor. My Neighbor's the Yamadas. Um, it's really cute. It's really fun. It's kind of just like it's just like the these like little sections of this middle-class Japanese family in urban Tokyo and it's just little pieces of their lives that are kind of stitched together that you watch like at one point they accidentally forget the daughter on a mall and they have to go back and try to find her um it's the family arguing like the mom and dad arguing over like watching the tv and they're just like trying to aim the remote so that way they can change the channel and like the kids are watching and it's entertaining to them um I I thought it was really cute it's definitely a very nice palate cleanser to all everything else going on yeah. um so i highly recommend checking that out if you want something really cute and um i love the i love the art style for it because it's very simple and it does kind of remind me of cartoons in terms of like the expressions which were killing me because they were so funny um and just the just the way that it interacts around with the world it's almost kind of like a watercolor style look oh. to it because of the how the colors are like faded on parts of the clothing and stuff but anyway it's it's so good it's definitely good for a for a cute time i i highly recommend it and then i watched the faculty the other day for the podcast so i haven't been up to much else besides that um oh i did buy untitled goose game for the ps4 because <laughs> i've always wanted to be a terrible goose in a lovely town and it's so much fun. Because <laughs> usually I could never be mean in video games. I'm like, I gotta be the nicest. Like, if I'm playing Wolf Among Us, I'm like, I can't be mean. I can't be terrible. Because then oh, I yeah. feel awful. But in this, I'm like, I'm gonna steal this dude's fucking flip-flop. And it's so fun. <laughs> it's so fun. I highly recommend playing it, definitely. Um, and just still still reading the same book as last month. Because I'm terrible at getting through them. But I tell myself I need to read at least one chapter a day so that way I can feel a little accomplished that I'm getting through it. Oh, so uh, I have not read anything since House of the Cerulean Sea because I literally can't read <laughs> anything that I would want to read more than that, so that's my problem. <laughs> we got so many of those in. I was, like, putting them on, like, the ah! promo table for the sci-fi fantasy. I was like, my friend recommended this. Read this book. So we got in a bunch of them. I'm very happy. Gay rights. So what else have you been up to? 
Wow. <laughs> uh, been watching a. I've been trying to watch more horror and just end up watching doozies. But I did. I think one more recent one I think worth at least checking out is called Slacks with two X's on Shutter. It's about a pair of, hmm. of haunted jeans. That's all I'll say. Oh, yes. It's so funny. Like, it's so ridiculous, but then tries to have this, like, really, like, dark message. And I'm like, okay. I, I, th- I feel like it's at least worth, like, giving a try. And just the, the genes, like, want killing people is so funny. Anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, you have no idea. And I, I rewatched Wait Until Dark, which oh, I, like, want to do an episode on sometime. It's so, it fucks so hard. It's a, uh, have you seen it? I've heard good stuff about it, so I'm just like, I need to see it as soon as possible, though. Yeah, it, so it's, um, like, Audrey Hepburn is this, um, blind woman living in New York, and... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Through circumstances, ends up in possession of this doll with, like, cocaine in it. Um, and so the guys, they're these, these, these sketchy guys trying to get it from her, um... She's so good. Alan Arkin is terrifying in it. I had like an impromptu Alan Arkin double feature because I watched The In-Laws and then this. Very different. Um, <laughs> some doozies. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. So so let's just get into it. I have, I've reverted back to like 2014 me. I have to be me. <laughs> Haven't we all? Because I thought I am Boo Boo the Fool. And thought that I could casually watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I, that's not how this works. Because <laughs> the first scene, like, Bucky's, like, in therapy. And I'm just like, oh, God, I care about Bucky Barnes so much. Oh, no. Oh, no. And then you add Daniel Brühl dancing in a turtleneck. And you're like, oh, no, oh, no, I care about this show so much. And I'm just, like, clowning around. I, like, I, I rewatched. <laughs> watched Winter Soldier, the movie. And, like, the second that scene... I was watching it in my room, like, on my TV. So, at, like, the second the Winter Soldier theme started, my roommate appeared in my doorway, like, I just realized what you're watching. <laughs> I'm, just like, I'm just like, please don't tell anyone how I live. <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, thanks, Disney Plus, for, like, enabling me. They're like, here's all- you now you can watch Civil War, you dumb bitch. And I'm like, well, I'm gonna. Because <laughs> <I laughs> for reference, I'm like, I don't give a shit what- We all are cringe. We all are just watching geek-ass shit. Like, I wanted to avoid this so much because I hated Endgame so much. I hated what it did to Steve's arc, and I hated that that was all done to set up for this show that I am now obsessed with. Like, that's the main thing. It's not like I think I'm too good for any of this. I'm not. Um, no, yeah. <laughs> like, just so we're clear. That's why I was so hesitant. But now I'm just like, this is it. And there's only two episodes left, so then what am I going to do with my life after that? Who knows? Wild card. It could be anything. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all. That um, yeah, that's all I can. Like m- most of the stuff I've been watching, I've just been mad about, so I don't really feel worth mentioning. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I tell you that. <laughs> it's just so, it's so funny watching a new generation obsess over Daniel Bruhl, and I'm like, he deserves it, but this is so funny. <laughs> You're like, oh my god, he speaks six languages? I'm like, where have you been? Oh, I forgot that everyone's been, like, on Tumblr since 2009. I'm fucking old. 
Oh my! We deserve veterans discounts oh for that my alone. God. Man. The only the only thing I learned about like the new fact about him was that he voiced the German Lightning McQueen, which is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear him go kachow, kachow. Oh my god, that's amazing. I was just like, thank God I'm going back to work. Like during spring break, I just went insane over this show, and now I'm back to work and trying to be an adult. <laughs> That's what I've been up we to. All, I we will, all have been reverting back to our high school interests, let's be honest. We're like, all just coping. Or like our t- our early, like, 2010s interests. Yeah, I was going to say, I was not in high school in 2014, man. No. <laughs> um, and I will tease that this is the inspiration for the movie I'm going to pitch to you off mic for our next... Oh, no, I already told you what it was. But they don't know. Yes. But then we're going to talk I about know. it off mic. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways... <laughs> You can find me at Dyke Madden on Twitter. You can find me at LM Designs on Twitter, and you can find the, uh, the podcast on Twitter at Horror Time Pod and Facebook at Stop Horror Time Pod. And hey, we're great for people who want to know more about horror but just don't want to watch it. Uh, and also, just spread the word about us. Uh, just you know, comment or rate. It just helps us uh, go around with the algorithms. That's more than anything. Um, and I cannot wait to see what our May episode is going to look like. So until then, get vaccinated. Yes, please. And, and find those appointments. Stay safe as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will see you guys next month. Bye. Bye.